Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Emily presents today with her two-year-old daughter, Amanda, for the two-year-old's well-child check. It turns out Emily is six months pregnant with her second child. She tells you that Amanda has been sleeping in her own bed now as a way to prepare for the new baby. Amanda has slept with Emily and her husband most nights since she was born. She did have a crib, but the parents found it much easier to have her sleep in bed with them. Amanda is still a poor sleeper, and even in her own bed, she still has trouble falling asleep. While they're here for Amanda's visit, you need to consider counseling Emily on safe sleeping for the new baby. Joining me today is Susan Feeney, doctor of nurse practice and family nurse practitioner, coordinator of the Family Nurse Practitioner Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thanks, Frank. So, we have some new guidelines and recommendations on, on sleep-related death in infants. Can you talk a little bit about what are the common causes of sleep-related death in the first year of life? In the United States, th- uh, 3,500 kids die per year of um, sleep-related death. And the most common causes are um, SIDS, or just unexplained um, reasons. But there's also been an increase over the last 20 years of what they call accidental suffocation and strangulation in bed, or ASSB. Um, Kids who are great at risk are kids under the age of six months. And um, there has been an increase in children dying of suffocation and strangulation. And so the guidelines, uh, which came out in 2016, or or they've been out for a while, but they were reinforced in 2016, um, have some very good evidence-based practice uh, on how we should be supporting families and helping babies to sleep um, in a safe environment. So um, it's, it's quite common, 3,500 a year, that, that's 10 a day. Yeah. That's, that's quite, quite common, and I think most of us don't appreciate it. What do these new guidelines tell us about how to create a safe environment for our, these young children to sleep? Well, there's, there's several things that we should be doing, and one actually has been around since 1994, and that's back to sleep. So they should be sleeping supine um, in early infancy, uh, basically until they can turn over on their own and, and can change position. Um, so back to sleep, we know that that is helpful because um, what they believe is is being prone um, promotes um, actually deeper sleep, hypoxia, and rebreathing. So um, the supine position, uh, babies wake more frequently, but that's physiologic, that they should be waking more frequently for feedings and things like that. The other one is um, that they should be on a firm surface. 
um, that you know the softer surfaces like a, an adult bed or some of the comfy blankets that we see actually are dangerous because of the baby rolls um, because if they're on an uneven surface they can roll and then suffocate. The other thing is we know that breastfeeding is associated with less risk of SIDS. It's 50% decrease in um, in risk for babies that are breastfed and they're really not sure what the correlation is. Is it that they're not bottles aren't being propped or things like that and not being overfed, but that definitely is a, is a risk reducer. And they also feel that um, babies should not be sleeping uh, in the bed with the adult, that babies should be sleeping in their own bed in a firm mattress so that nobody, they won't roll. Uh, some of the reasons that uh, one of the recent articles that came out looked at sort of causes of this, and they found that many babies that died it was due to, um, they were found prone on a pillow. They were found prone wedged between um, a pillow and the wall, that they would roll and go onto soft surfaces. And so they really recommend that babies need to be sleeping alone um, on a firm mattress uh, in a secure place in the parent's room. So they do recommend that uh, neonates and babies up to six months should be in the room with their parents so the parents can have uh, observation and interact as they need to, but they should not be in the bed with the parent. Um, and they do be very specific in the guidelines, like, you know, when you're in bed and you pick the baby up to breastfeed, uh, it's very, um, you want to just roll over. Don't do that. Take the baby, put the baby back in their uh, bassinet or in their baby box, which we'll talk about in a little bit, or someplace where they are secure, but, you know, close to the parent. So uh, these guidelines recommend still sleeping supine with nothing else in the crib, but the Correct. baby sleeping in the crib, not necessarily your bed. Correct. No blanket, no stuffed animals, no bumpers, no wedge? No wedge. Um, and I will tell you as a, um, I'm going to be a grandma soon, and I went to a couple of baby stores a couple of weekends ago, and I was aghast. Um, the baby bumpers and the blankets, and they're gorgeous, and boy, you just want to buy this stuff. And my daughter was like, I know I'm not supposed to get it, but should I get it for later on? And I, the marketing is still there. You would never know by walking through these baby stores that this is not um, supported by the American Academy of Pediatrics. The bumpers, the blankets, pillows, and they still have, I mean, they've got things to support that, that moms can use during breastfeeding, but there should be nothing in the crib. And I said to my daughter, it looks a little bit like a jail cell, you know, you know, just having the crib, but they do fine. They don't need anything in there, and that the risk that they might roll or suffocate is great. The biggest uh, risk though is it appears to be is uh, co-sleeping and it, and according to the most recent study that 11 a little over 11 percent of all babies um, seven months or under are sleeping with their parents in the bed at some point so it is it is an issue and we do know that there are certain risk factors babies that are exposed to tobacco uh, both in utero and postnatal, or are exposed to alcohol uh, use both in, in utero and then uh, if the mom's breastfeeding. Those things do put the baby at greater risk for SIDS, um, so those things can, can mitigate the risk, but um, it is something that I think as primary care providers, we just, I don't know if we're really managing or, or doing the education that we need to do on this, especially when you look at the marketing. I mean, like I said, go to any baby store. Yep. Um, you will n would never know that this stuff is not appropriate. The other thing that was pointed out 
is that babies should not be sleeping in their car seats um, and other things. You know, uh, they fall asleep obviously in the car, but once it's time for bed, take them out, put them in the surface because I put them in their, their, their little bed because there's an increased risk of GERD and things like that when they sit. They can also, little babies can suffocate with the, with the way their heads fall forward in a, in a car seat. So um, really sp taking the time um, to say don't sleep in a stroller, you know, uh, for long periods of time. Obviously if you're walking the child or they're in a car and they're going to they're gonna obviously sleep in the seat. But to understand that that's not the, the place. The other thing they point out is many babies aren't just in their parents' home, they're in grandparents or they're in a daycare, that all of these uh, recommendations need to be followed through and, and many times death will occur in one of those situations because they're not following the, the um, recommendations. So it sounds like in addition to proper sleeping environment we need to remind parents that breastfeeding is protective yes. and substance use including alcohol and tobacco increase the risk. Um, any thoughts about pacifiers? Uh, pacifiers have turned out to be actually be protective. Um, and this is a t this is a cultural issue. You know, a lot of parents, grandparents, will say, "Get that thing out of the kid's mouth," but and they're not sure why. They don't know whether they think it might help autonomic tone in breathing, um, that it keeps the the airway patent, but that it has a, an absolute correlation with decreased risk of SIDS. So um, that is something that you should encourage your your patients, especially if they have a risk factor, like they were smokers or they drinkers or whatever. Um, it should certainly be a recommendation. Now when I've counseled some parents they sometimes worry about the back of the baby's head getting too flat. When is it acceptable to roll the infant on their stomach? Well uh, plagiocephaly which is the flattening of the occiput is actually a, a real thing. You know uh, when we decided to start in 1994 with a back to sleep they were very successful but think about it the baby's always on their back and so their heads do flatten and there was some evidence that that might have affected uh, development. So now what they're saying is, and they also found that babies were not getting upper body strength and not able to pull up. So babies need tummy time and that needs to start as soon as they get home from the hospital. And parents should gradually work up to 30 minutes a day um, of tummy time, observed tummy time. So that would be laying on, the, on a parent's lap, putting a towel or, or something on the floor, letting them be on their, on their tummies um, for uh, up to 30 minutes, gradually working that up over a couple of weeks. And then they can, um, that tummy time, once they start to uh, pull, push up and roll over, which is about three to four months when they go from tummy to back, then obviously you don't have to be as vigilant about that because they're going to have the ability to have the upper body strength to move. Um, and then in about six months, most babies should move from their back to their tummies. Once they do that, um, you don't have to go and then change their position at night. Uh, once they, can, they have the ability of the next strength to move around, they're fine. They still should not have anything in their crib though until they're a year old is what they're saying. Susan, thanks so much for bringing this forward. This is a great paper. It is a challenge helping parents um, complete this, but I do think these points um, could save potentially thousands of infant lives per year. Thanks, Frank. Practice pointer, remind parents that from the day they get home, infants should sleep in a crib without blankets, pillows, wedges, etc., and always on their back. Pacifiers are safe, and breastfeeding lowers the risk of adverse events, including death, whereas substance abuse and tobacco use increase the risk. Join us next time where we consider the new guidelines around treating 
uncomplicated skin abscesses with antibiotics. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the Resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME-accredited activities now available on PrimeMed.com. We want to keep making this podcast better with every episode, so we need your feedback. Tell us what you think by submitting your feedback via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or log into PrimeMed.com and submit your feedback at the bottom of the episode landing page. Thank you again for listening.